The following is an ad for the Connecticut School of Broadcasting. Are you looking to get started or further your career in TV, radio, or even audio and video production, but you don't know where to look? The Connecticut School of Broadcasting is the oldest and largest group of communication schools in the country. Here at CSB, we offer a learn-by-doing environment with professional-grade equipment and software so that when the opportunity calls, you are ready to go. Learn and get hands-on training from professional broadcasters with years of experience in their respective fields. Day and evening courses are available so you can attend classes around your schedule. And with 11 different locations on the East Coast, there's bound to be one location that works for you. And once you graduate, you're going to receive job placement assistance to help you get started with your new career. And you're welcome to use the studio and equipment, so what are you waiting for? Call 1-800-TV-RADIO or visit GoCSB.com. Again, that's 1-800-TV-RADIO or GoCSB.com. Connecticut School of Broadcasting. It's your next... And now back to Triple D with INZ on MESN Radio. And we are back. Triple D with INZ. Um, we're going to start off this uh, third segment of the show here. Just wanted to start off by talking a little bit about the College World Series. Congratulations to the university, uh, so Vanderbilt, Vanderbilt. University, um, on winning the College World Series. Came back. Uh, Michigan was up one game to none. Michigan actually had a really good tournament. And they haven't won for, I want to say, the 60s or something like that. They haven't won for yeah, a shit long time. Let's put it that way. Vanderbilt Van- wins all the time. Though. Yes, Vanderbilt, <laughs> not really a surprise there. Just well, kind of they came back. back. Uh, game, who was the pitcher that was just out of his mind? That Well, game two, uh, Kumar – Kumar Rocker. Oh, Kumar Rocker. Kumar Rocker. Yeah, Kumar yeah. Rocker. He, game two he pitched. He He's unreal. He had a game earlier in the World College World Series where he had a no-hitter. I believe he had 15 or 16 strikeouts. He is going to be top 10 draft pick. And he Eight. had, I believe, in this game, what was it, 19 strikeouts? Yeah, yeah he is just unreal. That is absurd. 19 strikeouts in one game. Mm-hmm. Wow. Kid something special. Yeah. I couldn't imagine being actually able to do that. But Kumar Rocker, keep that, keep that name in the back of your mind. Future Yankee Kamara Rocker. Anyway, let's hope. Let's hope. Fingers crossed. I'm not even joking. Uh, Speaking of uh, Yankees, Aaron, the big guy, Judge, finally uh, made his return. And actually, I think I want to say Monday. Monday night is when he made his actual return. Hit a nice big fly. Was it Monday? No, Tuesday night. Tuesday night. Hit a nice big fly, batting second after DJ Omeyu. The Aaron Judge we all know and love. Then yesterday had two hits. The first four games back, I believe he wasn't really hitting the ball much. But now, if Aaron Judge gets going, this team, the Yankees have now won nine of their last ten. They're going to London. Big series, two games, it's only two games against the Red Sox. But with a hot Aaron Judge, this team, if they take off, they could just run away with this division. Even with uh, Giancarlo Stanton on injured? Uh, Giancarlo Stanton on the injured list, that, he might as well – Get rent, start paying rent on the damn injured. But the, but that's what <laughs> even though he's um on the he's on the injured reserve, that's why they got um Edward Encarnacion, is it not? Like he's, exactly, that's, exactly. That's, he's a guy who can contribute power, a ton of home yeah. runs. First of all, that the power. Can. Obviously, we have to mention Yankees have now set an MLB record, hit a home run in twenty eight straight games. Which wow! Obviously, the power is they're not missing power. That's a and franchise record, if I recall. They it's an are MLB record now. MLB record. Yeah. Oh wow! True to their nickname of the Bronx Bombers. Yep. Yes, that is 
for sure. And Edwin Encarnacion, he hasn't been hitting average, really, but he, you're not expecting him to hit average. But he's run into, into a couple home runs using that short field porch. When he was on the Mariners this year, actually, Encarnacion, 21 home runs with the Mariners, he didn't hit one home run to right field. Yankees, he already has three home runs to right field. So he gotta love that pro- Yankee that professional Yankee hitter taking wall. advantage of that right field porch. And all three are total wall scrapers that wouldn't oh, be out anywhere else. Love it, but love he's it, taking it. Love it. Now that uh, Stanton's on uh, the IL, do you think uh, they might call up Clint Frazier? No, they already said that they're not calling up Clint Frazier. But I think it's just for the London series. I think they're calling up another pitcher probably, and then. I think Cameron Mabin will be coming back if everything all goes to plan. I think he should be coming back in four days or so. So I think they're going to try to wait for that. Quint Frazier, I don't think they want to get him on just calling up, sending down, calling up, sending down. I think if they call him up, they, they want him to be lot. playing every day. Yeah. So That's fair. That's fair. Though I do think it's, I do think Quint Frazier's time at the, as a Yankee. I, his time as a Yankee might be done already. But his time in the Yankees organization, I think, is certainly numbered. Yeah, I I think it's definitely done. The it's closer, just a matter of what packages can you really get for him at this point. Exactly. The and closer we get to July 31st, that that guy, he should be packing more more and more clothes into his bag. Right now, he can start with socks. Maybe when we get July 15th, throw the pants in there. When we get to July 20th. 25th, you got to throw the shirt, the hat, the bat, the gloves in there. He ends up getting called back and stays, and he has to unpack again. Yeah, Yeah, honestly. Anyway, uh, we don't have anyone here, unfortunately, who is a Mets fan. Oh, there's no residential Mets fan? So I guess I'm going to be putting you on the spot if you are ready, Ike. Mickey Calloway, is he still employed? Let's play our quick game here. It's that time again, guys. We're going to check and see if Mickey Calloway is still employed. Only this time with a plot twist, since we don't have a Mets fan in the room, I'm just going to check online really quickly and see if he is in, yeah, employed. It seems he is still employed, even though on Sunday, I believe, he had the issue with Jason Vargas where they were both um, fined after they allegedly threatened a reporter. Yeah, they. That's professionalism. Not, that's not something you hear every day. And Mickey Calloway is—he's a part of the Mets organization. But what does he do? He's a—he's a, he's a he's the coach. coach. He's a manager, okay. the bench manager, the man, coach, the manager. whatever well, the actual the manager. Because nowadays baseball, the coach, the manager don't—it's a player. He's a relationship manager. That's what he is. Because nowadays with the analytics and baseball, the manager doesn't even make the lineup. They don't do anything. They, they manage relationships. That's what they do. And Mickey Callaway certainly doesn't do a good job of that. Sometimes maybe they manage the bullpen. He doesn't do a good job of that. And they manage the media. And he certainly, <laughs> as you can tell, doesn't do a good job of that. He actually he gets so, uh, I want to say, what's the word, uh, flustered by the media. If someone says anything bad about it, he, he kind of has one of those he acts like the media doesn't know as much as he knows, doesn't really know what he's what they're talking well, they don't. about. They don't. Ever. <laughs> media people who cover baseball or any sport, yeah, obviously they were just thrown into that. Especially they, in New York. The first thing you got to learn being an athlete or coach in New York is the media know. You can't question the media's uh, knowledge of the sport. They, half the people working in, especially New York, L.A., have these people could probably be getting jobs in the sport if they actually want it. The media certainly knows what it's talking about. 
But then, what's his name? Jason Vargas actually went to the extent of threatening to fight the guy, which that's just totally unprofessional. It's totally Mets. That's what it is. And and this time next week with the Mickey Callaway update, I honestly, they've lost, I believe, four games in a row now. Three they've been winning going into the seventh inning, and they've lost. By the next week, this Mickey Callaway update, he should it should Mickey Callaway be employed? It should be no. It, the answer should be no, definitely. Should be, but well, well, with the Mets, yeah. Who knows? Brody Van Wagen and he, that's well, that was the first mistake the Mets made. Signing an making an agent your GM, never, never a smart move. Mickey Calloway said of the incident, by the way, we're going to move on like nothing happened. That is a direct quote. I love it. I wow. love it so. After, after threatening a reporter. Yeah. Good. And he said no, that yeah, Billy had, Martin yeah, yeah, punched a reporter one Billy time. That, I'm a passionate guy about baseball. I'm a tough competitor. It's such apples to oranges. Billy Martin is not Billy coaching. Billy Martin's a Hall of Famer. Yeah, but and he's not coaching in 2019. <laughs> that is true. That is true. So, I imagine if Bobby Knight were coaching in 2019, he'd yeah. be very, very Bob, different. He'd be in jail right now if he was coaching in 2019. Uh, which, do you guys hear a story about how he dealt with that player um, after like the whole incident? No. I no, didn't. I didn't. He told he sat the player down and said, yeah, I had that we had a team 30 meeting actually. and team voted you off. Can't team voted you <laughs> off. <laughs> You've been voted off the island. You've been voted <laughs> off. The tribe has spoken. What? Survivor is actually based on that meeting as, a, as fate would have oh, it. Oh, okay. Yeah. Gotcha. Yeah, true story. Gotcha. The team had a meeting. Yes, oh, that's man. That's actually funny. So moving on from the, from the New York Mets, we've got Cody Bellinger. He's in a little bit of a situation, isn't he? Yeah, where he cannot stop attracting females into the field to hug him. It is a tragedy. Yeah, we need to up the security in the field. I want bodyguards on every angle of Cody Bellinger. I want him <laughs> watched. He is in danger. It's ha- yeah, it's happened now twice in It was twice in a row. Game. Was it two games in a row? Two games. Oh, wow. so two some, someone row. is hopping up from the crowd and just running onto the field? Two yeah. different women. Someone has a video on their phone. They run out. You see Cody, can I get a hug? <laughs> that's all they said. That's all can they I get a hug, and then uh, okay, I'm just gonna go down to the uh, to to get arrested now because I ran out. Yeah, and the then field. probably get banned from the stadium for. Oh, life. you got to be banned I, for life yeah. after that. <laughs> so yeah, a little bit, and yeah, yeah. they don't they don't like it when you interrupt the game for a hug. I've noticed that. Yeah, they're not the biggest fans. Cody Bellinger actually had to go and come out and say in the after the game. He said, uh, my hugs aren't that great, so don't come running on the field for them. <laughs> Which is now great, so he's only going to incite them but to really find out. But you could just see out. his face. like He just he was laughing at it. He thought it was hilarious. When oh, yeah, was, no. I, I, full embrace. Mm-hmm. Full embrace, Cody, so long as they're not trying to hurt you. Cody embrace. Ballinger, by the way, is having a monster year. So he, he deserves all the hugs he can get. Anyone want to – well, I want to give Cody Ballinger a hug. He is having one of the best years we've seen in – quite some time the way to do it appears to be to hop over the outfield wall that seems to be the best method i'm, I'm gonna i'm gonna see they've uh do they played the mets this year maybe a series in new york because i'm gonna i'm gonna get cody ballinger a little hug there i wonder who would be the cheaper ticket the mets or the yankees <laughs> the mets obviously it's gotta be the mets at this point i would yeah i guess well, that makes sense i don't know but then if I, I would also have to take into account if i'm getting banned from the stadium for life I'd rather get banned from City Field. Oh, for sure. Wow, Co- yeah. Bellinger's hitting three fifty four. Yeah, that's three, oh my goodness. He, he was hitting four hundred until like May, until, uh, not May, until May nineteenth. I want to say. Wow. Yeah, he's having an unreal season. Wow. Good for him. But Christian Yelich is too. About to. He's having a good year too. 
though them two are going neck and neck. He, he was uh, MVP uh, last year, right, Christian Yelich? Christian Yelich, because he turned it on at the end of last year. His last 162 games, consistent, like considering half of last year and into this year, he's been. It would have been top like five seasons in MLB history if that was an actual season. Really? Yeah, Christian Yelich has been unreal. But Christian Bal- Yelich, former Marlin. Yeah, former Miami Marlin, another guy that he just gave up for nothing. Miami Marlins, their outfield would be John Carlos Stanton, Marcelo Zuna, and Christian Yelich right now. Two guys who at this point have won two That's of two the MVPs three last year. And, and a, a guy who's been a three-time All-Star now three years in a row. Absurd. <laughs> Absurd. So, so yeah. moving on from Cody Bellinger, just wanted to get into a little bit of uh, MLB trade rumors. Um, who's got the first one for me? Uh, apparently, Marcus Stroman pitcher for the Blue Jays, there's been a lot of talk that the Yankees, obviously they're looking for a pitcher. Mark Stroman pitches in the AL East. I think he has one more year on his deal after this. The Blue Jays, not very good. Be willing to sacrifice him, give him up. The Yankees have been interested, apparently, and Mark, the Blue Jays were actually in New York playing the Yankees uh, playing the Yankees this weekend, and Marcus Stroman was asked about the possibility of playing the Yankees. And he actually, he was all for it. He said he loves playing in the big lights. He loved playing in the big time. Wants to get another ring, or not another ring, wants to get a first ring. And he would love playing for the pinstripes. Which actually I thought was, it was a little bit, I thought, of campaigning on his part. He knows he's going to get traded. And I thought it was a bit of him saying, kind of throwing out where he wants to go. And what, what team he thinks he'd have the best shot of winning. So if I was the Yankees, I would be all over that. Well, the Rays are apparently also targeting uh, some bullpen options, which... Yeah, the Rays are going to have to make some moves after... I know it was now a week ago, but the Yankees sweep, that that did uh, did some work to the Rays. Did you see that guy uh, during the Rays meeting with the community? Oh, what? my God, yeah. Oh, man. Traitors! We Don't talk- you ever take away my team! Don't you ever take away my team! We talked oh, about... Oh, with the, with the rumors of them uh, being... Made, moved to Montreal. Yes. Yeah. Being a two-city team, I just that's such that a is, weird concept. It is a weird concept. Yeah, but it'd be kind of cool, but it'd be so weird. I don't, under, I don't think it would. Yeah, for, I don't for, think it would for even watching a game on TV, sure, that would be cool to like see or see like the home team play in two different stadiums. But yeah. imagine being one of the players, like up, oh, we have a home game in Tampa. Up, oh, our oh. next home game tomorrow. Oh, that's over in uh, see, what Montreal, players, right? Like, that could be fun. It would be worse. No, it'd be worse for the fans because the players. You would just look at it as it's spring training still or uh yeah it's spring training still because spring training you go down to tampa and you play for a month so it would only be for another month so you did for two months so you just look at it as spring training even though they're competitive games and then when you go to montreal that'd be like where you would have your actual house and stuff i'm assuming but for the fans i wouldn't know how to that'd be very awkward very Anyway, I think we're ready to move off of baseball, right? All right, yeah. yeah. If there's no other there's, uh, MLB nah. trade rumors, we're going to start off Not with really. our NFL segment. Um, to start that off, I'm we have... I'm emotionally ready for this. To start off, um, our resident Giants fan, Zach, um, was wanted to talk about Odell Beckham Jr. saying that the Giants were holding him back from his full potential. What do you got to say about that? Yeah, he said he felt stuck with the Giants and is excited to get going for the Browns. Whew. Uh... I mean, my only response to that is uh, it was kind of having Odell Beckham Jr. on the Giants was kind of like having, I don't know of a good way to put this, um, it was kind of like having Michael Jordan on 
The Wizards? No, that, that no. was old my <laughs> joint. Well, actually, kind of, yes. No, it was like having LeBron on the Cavs when yeah, they stunk. Yeah, LeBron on the Cavs, Cavs when, when they, they stunk. stunk. It yeah. was just like... The, here was very clearly a generational yeah. talent, and I do. And, I agree with those. I mean, I agree the Giants too. Were the Giants yeah, were not. Man, the Eli Manning was holding back more than the Giants. I don't know. As a I whole, think. So. I, I think. It, I think it could have been all. Of that. I think I'm it probably like, was the whole locker whole. room, but I think Eli Manning specifically, just his. I'm not saying anything negative. No, he well, aged, this is not and certainly nice to Eli Manning, but <laughs> his abilities don't fit. Uh, Odell Beckham. He aged, and you know what? He had the arm strength. It was still there, you but the it wasn't writing there was on the wall When Odell said last year in an interview that he's sick of having to catch the ball five yards and run 70. That's when, yeah. you, when he said that. But he was, it was so like, good at this that. This guy hates being no, here. Of course he was great at that, but there was actually, a, there was actually, was actually a video that I saw the other day. It's essentially um, a mashup of all the like 10 different times that Eli horribly overthrew or underthrew Odell, and it's yeah, it's it's, it's pretty shocking. No, to watch. He, it's the, oh, I've seen some of those. I'm sure I remember some of those, and I don't need to see. I can tell you, I, like the one that you could uh, say though, if this he's holding back from his potential, Odell's had some pretty damn good years I'm with very, the Giants. He has Odell. exactly. He was there was a, I, remember, I forget where I heard it, but there was a point where he was actually um, on pace to like break some records that Jerry Rice had set for like the first three years of his career. Yeah, he that was one of the best three year starts to a career of any wide receiver ever. Yep, and. I imagine that production started to. I, I'm sure you can match up the drop in. I know him and actually his teammate Jarvis Landry. Well, Jarvis Landry's first, Odell second. The most three receptions in your most receptions in your first three years. I know those are one and two. Yeah, they've all been centerpieces of their offenses. That's Jarvis for sure. Landry Jarvis Landry used to catch 15 passes and get 60 yards. Yeah, he was. I, I play PPR fantasy football. PPR. Jarvis, oh, he was J- a Jarvis, Land- PPR. Jarvis Landry oh, yeah. is one of the people I make sure I pick up. I love Jarvis Landry. Uh, regardless, though, yeah, stick- says he felt stuck. Moving on, though, current Giants wide receiver Cody Latimer said that the Giants wide receiver core can be dominant this year. I don't know. Wonderful. Boy, if you don't get. <laughs> yeah, that's what I got to say to that. Yeah. Honestly, Cody Latimer. I don't what know. what are you thinking? The Broncos. He was a, he's a great thinking. special team player. <laughs> exactly. Uh, he's he's he never is. even been a good. He's never been even a contributor on the, in he's the NFL not, that he's this not far. The wide receiver that we should be hearing from. When when your number one wide receiver is Sterling Shepard. Yeah, I'm not. There is uh, maybe, maybe it doesn't exactly. Even Sterling Golden Tate. A quality receiver. Even Golden Tate. Oh, I something. forgot they got Golden. I had I had to think about that. <laughs> I really had to think I about that. Who they got <laughs> But yeah, um, Nate Solder. Stay golden, pony boy. Nate Solder also said he will be ready for camp. So fantastic. Um, at this point, there's still going to be probably a quarterback battle. Oh, he's ready for camp, so he will he be. could put up. He's going to battle with that uh, trash can, and they're going to take the left tackle position and see who lets no, up. No, no, more no. People. They got rid of the trash can, so it's not really a competition at this point anymore. The Eric Flowers. No, I'm not talking can? about. I'm talking about an actual trash can because oh, Nate yeah. Solder's just as good as an actual trash can. Well, sitting there. if there's a quarterback <laughs> competition, by God, there's going to be a tackle competition. So yeah. let's go. Oh God! Just put I'm losing a it. chalkboard there. Uh, and the, it'd be doing the, better. Yeah. the Giants are not in great shape. Saquon's well, looking good though. Saquon looks great. Yeah, that's Saquon it. Looks that's great. all I got. <laughs> I I kind of feel bad for him though because like we were just going over the Giants' offensive line is not a strong position group. They did. Their wide receiver group is better. not. They did get better this year. The offensive they line. Did. I will give the Giants that. They did. They got and a little. I am talking trash about him. He had a horrible he's, year last year, but in he pass blocking, he's a decent run blocker, but. 
with with he's the, not worth the money they spent for him. But. Definitely, oh, definitely not. Well, I, I was a, I was kind of laughing when when they when well, they signed they him. To the, First of all, they signed <laughs> a right tackle too to play a left tackle. Exactly, and, and you see what happens there. Yeah. But um, Saquon is he's gonna have he might be he's like one like a, a 30, 35 touch kind of back next oh, season. Got, he has to. Easily. He, he is going to be... He might be, be taking snaps at quarterback, honestly, the way uh, that offense is looking. He's going to get beat up next year. That That is what I'm expecting. But, no, um, I think we'll see uh, Daniel Jones earlier than Daniel we expect to, Yeah, if, if Eli doesn't play well in the first few games, I really think Daniel Jones will be on his way in. And I think that the quarterback know. competition this, um, this upcoming training camp will be something to watch because if, if Daniel Jones is playing well... Then they might even push for him to start, start the week, week one. one. No, nah, I don't see. I see. I think them drafting Daniel Jones was just a clear sign that Eli is going to have Eli is going to be starting until he doesn't want to start. I am That's what I thought. That the drafting of Daniel Jones showed. I am so happy I have the New Jersey Devils and the PK Subban trade and <laughs> Ray Shiro reminding me that good GMs do exist and people who make smart moves are out there and oh they could God. work for the teams that I root for. You're telling me if Brian Cashman didn't exist, I'd be way off the deep end now. That is, the, yeah. With yeah. the Dolphins and the Knicks. Oh, boy. Well, let's um, we'll let's go ahead and toss on, it over moving to Moving on from the NFC East, we'll hop, hop over into the AFC East where I've got a little bit of an – update with the New England Patriots. So I saw this earlier today. The Patriots were actually ranked the number one roster in the NFL, according to Pro Football Focus. No surprise there. Um, that's a little bit of surprising to me. To be honest, um, I don't completely agree because um, obviously the wide receiver position is still up in flux without, um, without Josh Gordon being a fully reinstated player. I think if he was there and you had um, you actually had a solid tight end position, um, you know, I kind of figured out because they, they've got Ben Watson but right now. But the first four games. Exactly. Ben Watson suspended for the first four games. They so. had Austin Safarian Jenkins, too, but he had, and they, they released, released him because yeah. of personal. I think he requested his own release, actually. I think he's in self-imposed exile. Exactly. But so, you can't forget. I mean, I mean the defense the is still a little bit stacked. They, they did have Demarius Thomas. They did, but what what is he going to contribute? He he was really on a steady decline for the last few years out in Denver, and then even when it, even that one year with the Texans, he I mean he did just he's coming off of a pretty serious Achilles injury, and that he's in his thirties. So I'm not sh- quite sure exactly what he'll be able to to contribute to the Patriots. So um, being a fan of the Patriots, I would love to see them you know go out and um, you know kick ass and do well again next year. But um, well, I'm not it's quite not sure. Not happening. <laughs> I mean, they did actually pick up Jamie Collins as well, so that'll be a good addition for the defense. But we'll see if this quote-unquote number one roster. Jamie Collins, Jamie Collins, who was exiled before they went on their Super Bowl run. Like, he doesn't have a Super Bowl ring. He doesn't have a single one. Wow, really? They exiled him to Cleveland. Cleveland of all places. And then Cleveland, who I thought he was their best player on the defensive side. Yeah, he was on the team in 2016, but that's when they traded him midseason to the Browns. His problem is— Oh, if he was on the team in 2014, then I'm wrong. No, 2016. I believe believe he was still on the team that year, but I think that was the year that they traded him, or was it earlier than that? You might be right. He might might have a Super Bowl ring. Yes, he he does. He was traded in 2016. You're absolutely right. Okay. Well, apparently his problem—he's so athletic, but every team he goes to, they want to— make him be a better pass rusher and he just is not a good pass why is yeah. his he number eight right now no way that's not even are sorry? linebackers allowed to have single numbers this year no, no the patriots right now, just training camp it's is not it's yeah exactly otas yeah. and minicamp the patriots are notorious for just trying to mess with everyone is that's that not a patriot Moss wore number six one year yes oh well victor cruz wore number three because yeah. they're they're <laughs> 
they're, they're they put all any any number they want on on any player except for except for the quarterbacks essentially. So Brady they just shows wanna, up. He's got a twenty four sitting there. They they just want to mess with the media they until until early. the season <laughs> yeah. actually Sorry. begins. That one's so, taken. Retired. So a next point with the Patriots here is that they are, according to the, there's a study that's uh, been ver- becoming very popular that got published by Emory University in the last few days. They ranked the the fan bases of all the different, all 32 teams in the NFL, taking into account, I believe, um, engage, social media engagement, oh, no. the number of fans that actually show up to, to, to games as well. Um, and the Patriots actually ranked the number two fan base. Who has um, the number one fan base? The Dallas Cowboys. Which I, I can't I can't necessarily disagree with that. The, they the travel Cowboys well. travel have traveled well. They were known as America's team at one point. So gross. They're all fake fans. But uh, but yeah, the Patriots were ranked number two, and uh, you know what? I'll, I'll agree with that. They, tra- they, they travel they travel well as well. Jerry Jones. At least they have to suffer with Jerry Jones. Yeah. Very very true. But very who rounds true. out the top five of that? Just curious. Um, I would have to look that up. Give me one second. Top. Fan bases, NFL. Top five yep. fan base. I bet I'm it's sure probably Dolphins number three. If I had to bet, uh, we're looking at what was it? Dolphins are probably twenty-seven or something like that. The no, what do you think is last? USA Today. Oh, oh the Chiefs. Uh, yeah, the Chiefs should the be Chief, up there. The Chiefs. No, they're actually towards the bottom. What? Yeah. Okay. They've yeah. The, the Chiefs. Oh wow, we're talking about last. The best game of the year last year. Apparently, the two worst, most least loyal fan bases, Chiefs and Rams, are the last wow. two. That, no, I don't well, wow. Rams doesn't surprise this me because they've gone back stat. and forth exactly, between yeah. St. Louis and L.A. Yeah, no, now, at this point, multiple times. So. Yep. so, My dad is a diehard Chiefs fan. They go to He goes to Arrowhead every year. That's definitely a skewed stat. That play, Chiefs are worshipped in Missouri. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. I, I don't know they how. Probably the don't, yeah, they probably don't have a big social media following it, it's, or something it's, like that. I mean, but rank, the Eagles, Giants, fan. and uh, I'm sorry to interrupt you guys. You go, go, ahead. go ahead, please. I'm no, I was going to say, like, just, I mean, sure, that this is a study that was published, but Hardy, like, ranking fan bases with, with yeah, like, you can't really with metrics, it. I don't know. It, it's yeah. not something that should really be measured, it's if not, you ask me. It's no. not really something you can measure, but. So who runs out the top five? We got the Eagles at number three, the Giants at number four, and the Steelers at number five. I mean, all the Giants and Steelers—they are, the, for lack of a better term, legacy franchises. Yeah, the they, legacy franchises really are the ones that um. They, you can expect them to always exactly that that really show up and they travel. Yep. But um, my final point on the Patriots here, um, training camp it opens on July 25th, so that's a, just about a month away. Um, when I used to live up in uh, the um, Foxborough area. I used to go to training camp all the time, and it was—it's a great time. They have it open to—they um, have it open to the fans. Almost like I think every every third day they have a pra- an open practice, um, and it's a fun time. So the training camp will be open um, in just about a month, and you know we'll see what kind of um, what kind of position battles are going down up there in uh, up there in New England. And uh, so after that, sticking in the AFC East, we have another team update. Uh, and Dylan actual, will be talking about the Dolphins. The actual good team in the AFC East. The one Whoa, that's now. Gonna, we're going to win the whole thing this year. By the whole thing, I mean the Keep draft. I mean, that, I mean, I mean the first number one overall <laughs> pick. That's what we're winning, baby. Tank so, for Tua. Tank for Tua. <laughs> tank for Tua so he can beat with Jake. So actually what I wanted to touch on with the Dolphins, it happened, I believe, like a month ago now. I forgot that to bring this up. We haven't really gotten into football much. I wanted to bring this up to you, Ike. Xavier and Howard on the Dolphins actually – Became the highest-paid cornerback in NFL yep. history. 
with his new contract, get $75 million, $15 million a year, I think. And yep, five years. I, quite frankly, is a lot of people were just ups- – they thought this contract was absurd. Cause a lot of people don't really follow the Dolphins, but – I, He's been quietly one of the best corners in the league. Sir, he led a, the league in interceptions. He led the league in interceptions. Years, yeah, and as a Patriots fan, you should know how good Xavier Howard is. Oh yeah, I think he has three, if not four, interceptions against Tom Brady since he's been in the league. Exactly, and I believe most of those have actually come. Um, Happened down in Miami. Yeah, the Patriots. Miami no, notoriously, Miami. notoriously, yeah. just play terribly in down in Miami. Yeah. I don't know why, but yeah, I mean, I think Xavier Howard is definitely well deserving of that contract. Like I said, he's one of the better man coverage corners in the league. Mm-hmm. He's kind of taking that um, taking that mantle away from uh, from guys like uh, Xavier Rhodes over in Minnesota. But um, but yeah, he's got great ball skills as well. So it's it's uh, completely evident and well deserving that he should have. You know, such a massive contract. And honestly, we'll see who will actually um, be the next guy to get paid. It looks like Jalen yeah. Ramsey yeah, is probably going to be the next guy to get paid. I want to see what kind of contract that guy is going to get because, I, who he is. He's got to have a rebound I imagine here. it's going to be something similar to what we saw with uh, Xavier Howard, if not more. It's yeah, probably I mean, like the 80-ish million dollar range. more, but he has to have a rebound year because last year he wasn't that good. The year before, the, he was the Jaguars. The whole Jagu- exactly. Yeah, the, the whole Jaguars defense was not that great last year. But he said this year, he said – He's matured. He's not talking about other players and stuff. So yeah, we're not getting maybe, the uh, preseason uh, quarterback review, which is just a shame. <laughs> so Zayvon Howard is actually that lone bright, so bright spot we have on the Dolphins. He's probably the best player on the team. And actually, it was shocking that the Dolphins did give him an extension because notoriously they are known for not signing their players to extensions. Jarvis Landry being obviously a prime the big example. One Though that contract, I think he was he's overpaid too, and. With the Dolphins this year, they're looking – coming back healthy, hopefully. Jakeem Grant is now back practicing after a torn Achilles. And he was big for them. He's a small guy, but he was big for them in the slot He's one of the best year. kick returners in and the league as well. And he's a great kick returner. And then huge for them, probably their best receiver before he got hurt with a – something wrong with his hip. I don't know the specifics. Just uh, Albert Wilson will be coming back, and he was having – the best, the best season of his career last year. Last year he was averaging 13 yards after the catch. He was probably the best slot receiver in football when he got injured. And I think they're those two guys coming back, obviously I don't expect big things for the Dolphins, but those two guys and Christian Wilkins, who is just seems like such a fun guy who they drafted out of Absolutely. Clemson, he seems like a blast. They add a little life to this team that some bright spots. Gives me something to watch on Sunday. They cut mm-hmm. Amendola, right? They yeah, did they cut Danny Amendola. Yeah, he's he, on. He's on the um, Lions. the Lions at this point. Yeah. But yeah, also, he didn't really do much. Just one quick point about the Dolphins as well. The quarterback controversy slash competition will be something to take a look at as well uh, between Ryan Fitzpatrick gotcha. and um, yeah, apparently by what's his name? Josh Rosen. Josh Rosen. By all reports right now at the OTAs from I follow all the like Dolphins beat reports and stuff. Of course, Ryan Fitzpatrick is a. Is I heard head and shoulders a better quarterback than Josh Rosen? That is terrifying. But, wow. No, Ryan Fitzpatrick though he is a, a veteran quarterback. That doesn't shock me that he at OTAs is a better quarterback than Josh Rosen is without playing with his team much. Ryan Howard, I mean Ryan Howard, good. He's a good slugger. Ryan Fitzpatrick <laughs> is gonna start. He's gonna start the year for the Dolphins, no doubt. And he's probably gonna play. I want to say six games. He's going to have four horrible games. He's going to have two games. There he gets, like, two, four TDs. There are two types of yards, And then Josh Rosen's coming in. <laughs> there are two versions of Ryan Fitz, 
Fitzpatrick. Fun fact, my cousin's name is actually Ryan Fitzpatrick. Awesome. (laughs) But two types of Ryan Fitzpatrick. There is Ryan Fitzmagic, the guy who got paid in Buffalo. Yeah, and oh. then there is Ryan Fitztragic, the guy who threw yeah. five, so inter- five interceptions uh, in, Jets, in one half. Uh, oh, in yes. one half, where the well, Jets actually, had the playoffs on the, the line. Fitzmagic is funny because last year there was some controversy spewing between Ryan Fitzpatrick and the Dolphins because Minka Fitzpatrick, the Dolphins' cornerback, cornerback slash safety, first round draft pick last year, actually he's a very good player. He is a really good player, and yeah. he trade filed for a trademark to trademark Fitzmagic. And huh. Ryan Fitzpatrick, he said he didn't care, but a lot of his fans and stuff. Yeah, he's his one fans co- would care. And actually, yeah. Mika Fitzpatrick did not get the trademark because I think they said that Ryan Fitzpatrick was called it, so he could he was not able to get it. Wow. But now know. that they're teammates, they said that it's all they're all past it. Of course. But <laughs> Mika claims he's been called that his whole life. Ryan Fitzpatrick, of course, last season was um, beating out Jameis Winston. Jameis Winston, what that he is just. This is his I make or break a, year. He's a car crash waiting to happen, Jameis Winston. Yeah. Yes. It'll be we knew that <laughs> before he was drafted. Yeah. Well, I don't know exactly. why this is a surprise. I'm a University of Florida fan. I do not like Florida State. I'm sorry. I'm biased. Not yet. Jameis <laughs> Winston. I, that. That'll be interesting to see like how the heck Bruce Arians can get him back on track. Because Jameis is, Jameis is a little bit like Fitzpatrick, too. He'll have he'll have like a really yeah. good half, and then he'll throw like that, three picks in the, a, in the second half. Last year they were trying to pick the games wisely, who was starting which, because they don't know which one's good today, which one's bad today. They're, the thing with Jameis Winston is at one point, I think one of the times he was benched, at, at that point in time he had played 48 games in his NFL career, and he had something like 72 or 73 turnovers. So That's, yeah. he you, to average a turnover and a half a game as a first overall pick as a franchise quarterback. Yeah, that's like, something his you've touchdown, his touchdown Brett, interception Brett ratio Favre is almost could do it, but he also what's his touchdown interception ratio? I'm sorry, I believe he's got in the 80, 85 range for touchdowns, and I think it's just about seventy for for um for interceptions. Okay. Yeah, so you got you know, interceptions and, and fumbles. You don't even have a two to one ratio. That's it's not well, <laughs> not uh, not I mean, too good. I mean, Joe Namus in the Hall of Fame. It's a uh, eighty-eight Joe touchdowns, that is, fifty-five. He is the worst. Fifty-eight interceptions. He's the worst Hall of Fame I've ever seen. And well, I've never seen him. But <laughs> lost. He has lost eighteen fumbles in his career. So wow, that's 18. a lot of fumbles. So yeah, it, fumbles. It, eighty-eight touchdown passes and seventy-six turnovers. Got to do better. Got to do better, Jameis. So moving on from another AFC East team. (laughs) (laughs) Moving on from a little bit of quarterback talk in the AFC East, we have some running back talk in the AFC East where we're going to talk about Le'Veon Bell. He's ready to, uh, quote, give everyone what they want to see. Do it. So, I mean, honestly, he will. Le'Veon Bell is. All we want to see is when he was. We didn't see you for a whole year. Exactly. (laughs) When he was playing with the Steelers. He's an all-pro level running back. He's one of the best running backs in the league. I was, if you asked me, if you asked uh, me a couple years ago when he was playing with the Steelers and he was, you know, going to Pro Bowls, I would have selected him as the running back that I would have taken over anyone else. Yeah, I, I he's agree. He's great on the ground. He's his unique running, his unique patient running style is um, something that the NFL is not quite familiar with, but they're they're familiar with it now because he uses it to um, to get himself to Pro Bowls and all pro all pro teams. And he's also a great running back out of the out of the backfield as well. He was a great checkdown option and even out out wide for Ben Roethlisberger. So I really think Sam Darnold is going to benefit a lot from having him. Um, you know, a little bit like um, I think I said this last week, a little bit like Peyton Manning and um, when he got Edwin James, it really helped for his development. So I think that it it could be not the same level of development in terms of coming into uh, being 
you know, developing into a Hall of Famer. But but Sam Darnold is really going to benefit from having um, Le'Veon Bell behind him. Just the attention that he's going to command from other defenses is unreal. And I'm sorry if that's exactly what you're mentioning. I kind of zoned out for a little bit. My mom texted me. (laughs) 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 Jewish mother. Crazy things. Anyway. Anyway, anyway, uh, yeah. I mean, I just wanted to just uh, touch a little bit on Le'Veon Bell. There, he's you know he's going to be a really good player for the Jets. I was really kind of pissed off as a Patriots fan to see him go there because yeah. I know how good of a player he is. Um, but I mean, he, he'll be a great asset to the Jets, and uh, it'll be fun to see like what kind of production he'll be able to produce up here in New York. Maybe he'll even make those new ugly jerseys look good, but I doubt oh, it because they're pretty. Are so gross. It's like a car. It, they like I don't a like the helmets. I think the helmets look bad. I mean, that's just chrome green, though, right? Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I didn't mind that for the color rush, so I'm interested to see how it'll wear on me. Uh, well, the one color rush, the one time they had it where if you were somewhat color blind, oh, it was black. That was it the, was the first color, color rush. Yeah, the that was the first color, color rush game. Oh, my God. That was amazing. I the loved, the, I loved on gray. Twitter. I, I went on Twitter while that game was on. And someone posted, like, I have a problem. This is what I see. And right. they brought up the grayscale of it. And I'm just like, there is no hope for you. I am so sorry. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right. So moving on from running back talk, we go back to quarterbacks where Brett Hundley says he's not conceding the starting quarterback job in, in Arizona over to Kyler Murray. We're going to be. Boy, if you don't get. Yeah. That's what I have to say to him, too. Honestly, yeah. what are you thinking, Brett Hundley? The last time we saw Brett Pre- Hundley, he um, he was so bad, he forced he was saving a half-broken. He? he was so bad, he was forcing a half-broken Aaron Rodgers back. Rodgers! Brett Hundley's just never <laughs> been a good quarterback in the NFL. He's never really been he looked, never really been a starter. He looked like he could have been I don't know about you a, guys. a solid backup, maybe even someone who could compete for a starting job with someone else because he was drafted by Green Bay. He had yeah. that profile coming out of UCLA. It just has not looked. I don't know about you guys, but my money's on Hundley. He, he's starting. I bet you he's starting 16 games this year. Probably, yeah. I mean, <laughs> Kyler who? Kyler who? Are, yes. we Kyler sure? who? No. Are we even sure he's going to play quarterback I think he's this year? playing baseball. Uh, he didn't win the no. Heisman, did he? No. no, I thought he won the baseball Heisman. Right, right, the right. Heisman. That's what it was. The Heisman. <laughs> yeah, that's a, that's a real award. Totally. Uh, well, Brett, Brett, good luck to you from uh, Triple D and INZ. Uh, yeah, but Brett. we <laughs> we definitely are thinking that Kyler Murray will probably be the starter. We wish you the best. Out in Arizona. And we really hope you can provide prove us all wrong. Because if you do, that would just be amazing. And we would do whatever we can yeah, to make that show in that He instance. gets cut from, the, from Arizona. Then some team's quarterback gets injured. And he just gets signed. And he just leads them to the playoffs. Nick Foles. 11 right. and that 5. That would be so funny. Brett Hundley. Yes. Matt uh, Flynn, then he's uh, got a Brent huge Hundley. contract. Matt Flynn, For, listen, if he should run a uh, seminar on how to get paid. He Matt should run Flynn. a seminar on how to win my fantasy league because that's what he did for me. Matt Flynn? Well, the one game that he played because I had a release. Oh, right, that, that six touchdown game, because right. Because your finals went into when week went 17. Into, yeah, bad, bad decision. Very bad decision. So moving on from we quarterback talk, naive, we go over to a little of bit of an – a little bit of a controversy between kicker Robbie Gold and the San Francisco 49ers. So he actually re- requested release from the 49ers so we could go back home to Chicago. Sweet but home, Chicago. Exactly. I'm sorry. I'm but sorry. <laughs> that's not how the song goes. But the Niners actually kept him as a business decision. They didn't actually let him go back to Chicago where he was, uh, he was a great kicker for a long time out in, out in Chicago. 
when asked about it, Kyle Shanahan or whoever was in charge of that decision said, he's a great kicker, and we don't want to give him up. That's what it comes down to. So they're in currently a standoff-type situation. Yeah, I don't see it. I don't yeah. think the – I understand Kyle Shanahan at first, but he's a great kicker. You could find another <clears throat> but Excuse me. You could find another kicker. He want, He still wants to go back to Chicago. There's no hiding that, and it's just a matter – he's disgruntled. So we'll see. I don't know. I, I feel like the 49ers – Yeah, if he's disgruntled, if I was him, I just wouldn't play. <laughs> I would just be like, I'm not showing up. At some point, you have to do good by the veterans of these teams. Exactly. A guy um, who's been who's been playing in the NFL for I don't even know how many years, but it's over a decade at this point. He deserve you know if he if he wants to go and uh, if he wants to go and play closer to home, then you should just you should just let him. I look at a lot of moves that happened over the. Yeah, past. I would understand this if this was your starting quarterback saying yeah. this. Or it's your, different. Like, it's a kicker, okay. But, but with all due respect to the kickers out there. But I mean, you look at it. You know, Dwayne Wade, when he was traded back from Cleveland, back to Miami, uh, you had, I was mentioning this to Ike before about how Mike Fisher and Carrie Underwood were the power couple in the NHL. They are not now. It's PK and Lindsey Vaughn. Keep up. But when Mike Fisher was traded from Ottawa, the only place that the owner was willing to trade Mike Fisher to was Nashville so he could be with his wife, Carrie Underwood, in Nashville, who is a country music star and obviously Nashville-based. I've heard of her. So, you know, you look, uh, you hope that that translates across all sports where it comes, like, family over everything and you're willing to do that. And I really hope that the, that is eventually what happens with San Francisco. But, yeah, it's a messy situation. Yeah, it's a messy situation. We'll, we'll see how that uh, actually is resolved. Moving from the, a- the NFC West over to the AFC North, the Bengals' first-round pick um, Jonah Williams got some really bad news um, just on Tuesday. Williams actually went under, he underwent successful surgery to go and repair a torn labrum. Um, here's ESPN's Sean O'Hara on, on the situation with Jonah Williams. Oh man, it's brutal. I mean, listen, you have a guy that you know, 19th pick. This guy's going to come. He's going to be a plug and play. Um, devastating for the kid, man. I mean, you know, you, you you want him to be on there. You understand that people you build offenses around offenses around these type of players. It's tough uh, anytime you're going to miss a season, especially your rookie year. Yeah, he O'Hara has it right. You know, Jonah Williams was projected to be the starting left tackle out in Cincinnati, and then now they'll they're going to be scrambling now to to see who's going to be playing their left tackle. Um, because, you know, they had him slated in right from the time he got drafted, number 11 overall. And he will also be the, uh, I believe it's the eighth first-round pick in the last 10 years to miss his entire first year. Really? Which, yeah, that always it's sucks. a shame. That's I mean, the big one that I remember over the past, over recently, is uh, Dante Fowler. Oh, uh, uh, yeah. Yep. The, the, which Towards ACL, the first day, the never, first day of rookie he mini never camp, really does, Yeah, no, never he really never developed. seemed to be able to come back to that. Hats off to the Jaguars, by the way, for the day after that, still signing him to the exact deal that he should have gotten, the yep. most money he could have gotten. That's an incredible, incredible move incredible by the Jaguars. Like in just human humanity, but yeah, first round picks. In this first so, season. so yeah, Jonah Williams. He, he so he suffered the injury um, during OTAs. 
And like we said, he was slated to be their starting left tackle. So they'll kind of have to, t- to scramble a little bit, just like the New England Patriots did last season when their first-round tackle, oh, yeah, um, Isaiah Wynn, got hurt um, in, in off-season program. So my guess, Cordy Glenn, a guy who they traded from recently from the Bills, um, who was known to be a really standout left tackle, they moved him into left guard. I'm expecting Cordy, Cordy Glenn to be shifted back to left tackle and then to find um, another guy to replace um, – to replace him at guard um, for this yeah. upcoming season. Expect actually Giants legend, Miami Dolphins legend, John Jerry to uh, be slotted yeah. in that starting left guard spot. Miami Dolphins legend. Yeah, you can't forget John Jerry. John Jerry. I'm pretty sure he got cut on hard knocks. He was um, I'm pretty. Yeah, he was also a part of the uh, scandal that we mentioned last week with the incognito. I'm pretty oh, sure. Oh, yeah. Oh, right. John Jerry, <laughs> that guy was such trash. He was not great with the Giants. I will I will be honest with you. So speaking of controversies, oh Tyreek Hill. Oh. Tyreek Hill, the and his offseason. Of controversies, you could oh. just say the Kansas City Chiefs. <laughs> <laughs> that tr- that's true. Tyreek Hill is actually, you know, he's well known for not only his play on the field, but um, there was recently a child abuse investigation that was going on between him his wife and his um i believe three-year-old son and tyree kill actually yesterday on wednesday he met with nfl investigators to go and um kind of try to put a conclusion to this whole um situation that's going on he's not been practicing with the chiefs but the chiefs are still actually expecting him to to come out and play for him for them this upcoming season not necessarily expected to get any kind of punishment so it'll be interesting to see what actually is the resolution to this. We'll definitely have an update for you next week on Triple D and INZ. But um, it'll, this this whole situation has been um, it's very, seems it's, to be it's, dragging it's been, on. It's, it's dragging, dragging on for weeks. So. Yeah, dragging situation. All we really have right now about the meeting is that Hill met with uh, Lisa Friel. Lisa Friel, I believe. F R I E L is how you yeah, spell that. Lisa Friel, I think. Excuse, uh, thank you. <laughs> The, uh, she is the NFL Senior Vice President of Special Counsel for Investigations. The other, she was actually appointed um, during the Ray Rice scandal, like, yes. or either during or right after that. So this kind of um, you know, domestic violence situation is really right up her alley. Yeah, but he was, uh, there were other league officials there, and he was represented by his personal lawyer and an NFLPA lawyer. So definitely... There was definitely some sort of resolution that came from that or something that happened. When it comes out, we will be reporting it next week. They're for just sure. prolonging this on purpose. I the mean, N- they are. The NFL wants as much drama. Well, the NFL loves this drama. The NFL hates right now. They wish they could be the NBA. Nobody talks is talking about the NFL right now. Everyone's still to, everyone's talking about the NBA offseason. The to NBA offseason. And the NFL about. is definitely not happy yeah. about that. Yeah, the NFL, NFL wants NFL to be the number that. one topic and year no one round. Talks about it, it until fo- once we get to like but this, August, we'll start yeah, talking. This football. is this is the NFL's dead period. Yeah, to there's be fair, in between OTAs and training they, camp. That's why they got to make these stories as. I'm sorry. That's that's why they got to make these stories as. Uh, Dramatic and stuff. As exactly, and, and, and as bring possible. them up day after day. Yes. What's up, Zach? Yeah, no, I'm sorry. I need to stop trying to do what I was just. Stop trying, trying to, to be fair. No, well, I don't to know. To be fair, I don't <laughs> even know anymore. But the NFL, a lot of te- a lot of leagues should really be looking at the NBA and striving to be more like that. When it comes to relations with, when it goes to the players and executive relations, it's probably the best that we have to offer in terms of the big four sports in the, on the continent. I mean. With the, the cap is certainly situated to be more fair to our NBA players, and definitely 
in the NHL, the NFL. I mean, these are fully oh, guaranteed yeah. contracts that you get in the N- NBA. I, right. A lot of leagues should strive to be exactly. Like the, the, NBA. N- the NBA is known for well, obviously the the entertainment factor, but the the players in the NBA. I mean, granted, the the rosters are way smaller. But there's way more player power in the NBA. For sure, like you're yeah. saying, the corporate relationships between like the own, well, you can't call them owners anymore, but between the owners and the players is, is much is that, much closer. And it's, there's much more of a synergistic relationship in the NBA and its players compared to the NFL and its players. The NFL is, it's a business. The owners are the owners are over here. The players are over here. You'll give the give the players their money, and then they should be happy about that and shut the hell up. Yeah, exactly. So. It'll be interesting to see if that can continue to develop this new CBA that's coming up in um, in 2020. That'll be very interesting to see how those negotiations go down because um, the the president of the NFLPA actually came out last week and said that the players should be expecting another full year lockout. So that'll that's that's definitely foreboding news. But definitely um, keep your eyes out for for how that relationship between the NFL and its players continues to develop. We are about that time for lockouts. The NHL is expecting yeah, a 2020 lockout as well. It's gone so, too long without a lockout. Yeah, no. Tis the season of CBA expirations. So, so right. moving moving on to the NFC East. Alex Smith, um, playing for the Redskins, broke his leg uh, last year. So that, that was a very gruesome injury. <laughs> not not as bad as the Joe Theismann one, but still not a good time. Not never a good time to break your leg. Made he's worse still, by the infection that happened after yeah. the surgery. Right. Ugh. He's still planning on playing in the NFL, which is, I mean, more power to him. No shot. I, I hope he does more as well. More power to him. Will he, will he play no this chance. year? I, I highly doubt he It'll plays this year. Play again. If he comes back at this point, it's a, it's a uh, it's, it's huge a, comeback. It's um, I'm trying to think of a comeback that from an injury no. that would match that. It's a Bo Jackson coming back from that hip injury type comeback. Yeah. Like it's maybe uh Sean Livingston coming back to that too. Yeah, Sean That's Livingston. a very good comparison, yeah. But he still mm-hmm. was one of the best prospects and then he came back and he was just a good role player. He he, he was a solid bench player. Yeah, but Sean Sean Livingston was supposed to be the next big thing and Sean then that Livingston was supposed happened. to carry the Clippers. Yeah, then that injury yep. happened and he was never really the same. So yeah, so I mean, yeah, I'm betting Alex Smith. So more more him. power to Alex Smith, but, but he, he we're we here are thinking that he'll be a long shot yeah. to ever play it, uh, certainly at the same level again. But if he ever steps on the NFL field in a regular season game, that will be interesting to see. An accomplishment in itself, actually. And honestly, Alex Smith, you even if if even if he doesn't step on the field, his career he's always been an yeah, efficient efficient game manager, and I'll remember him for that run he had in 2011 2012 with uh, the 49ers, 49ers for sure yep. yeah that was, a, that was a great season funny for enough for the uh well i know this isn't a funny situation but i'm saying for the redskins you would not know they actually have the highest paid offense in the league the washington redskins do they really yep how yep because dwayne haskins making good money as a backup alex smith's contract then uh, they just signed Case Keenum as well. Case Keenum too, yeah. Yep, and I know they they re-signed Brandon Scherf to a to a highly paid deal. I believe, I think, believe he's one of the highest paid guards in I the think, NFL uh, right Adrian, now. And then Trent Williams, the left tackle, Adrian is also Peterson. Adrian Peterson as well. I yeah, say that, wow. I think Paul Richardson, who they signed as a free agent wide receiver like a year ago, I think he got a big amount, a decent amount. Yeah, of money for a too. slot receiver, he Josh did. Dotson's still on his rookie deal though. That's, yeah, uh, Dotson yeah, is probably one of the lowest paid guys, and. I, and he's I think they signed Jordan year. Reed a couple of years ago again, as well. But that, that wow, that's an interesting, interesting factor. 
No, he's still playing. Uh, Jordan Reed, he's is one of the safe? only tight ends you could get in fantasy. Is that safe? Should he? Because that position, oh, that position is going to suck in fantasy this year. Tight end. Yeah, that's not. it's not going to oh, be still no playing. Gronk. Who's the best tight end? Well, Kelsey, obviously. Yeah, it's definitely yeah, yeah. To, um, Travis, Travis Kelsey. Kelsey. Then Ertz. Or Kelsey Ertz. Kelsey Ertz. Um, there's a guy. What team's uh, Jimmy Graham on nowadays? He's not uh, on the Packers. He's still on the Packers. Is he still on the Packers? Yeah, yeah he re-signed with oh, the Packers. But so moving on from the Alex Smith talk, Jalen Ramsey, who we mentioned earlier in the show today, is saying it's new year, new me. He's uh, he's keeping himself back from criticizing the the quarterbacks this offseason. Touched um, on that a little bit earlier, yeah. Yeah, we touched on that a little bit earlier, but I just wanted to bring that back up because it's I think it's a, a little bit of a personal growth thing for him. He's trying to he's also talking about um, his contract and not necessarily shying away from the fact that he'll want to get paid, but he's he's being a little bit more civil about it. So yes. I think that's you know, he he did have a little bit of off the field concerns coming out of Florida State. But I think this um, between this this move this move in this summer for him to not actually call out all the quarterbacks and him to be talking civilly about his contract shows that he's willing to grow a little bit and um, well he would and matures and realized if that can if that can make him a better player on the field then I'm all for it. Yeah, he realized when they played I think the Bills or whoever it was and Josh Allen just ran all over their entire team after him saying Josh Allen was one of the worst quarterback prospects he's ever seen. Yeah, I think he realized he's better shut up. Exactly. So moving on from Jalen Ramsey, Titans it general just makes, manager. It makes everyone else on his team look bad. That's why he's really it got does. Shut it up. does, and it makes Doug Marone and Tom Coughlin not look like look like they can't control the ship. Exactly. Exactly. Um, so Titans general manager John Robinson also wants to see if Marcus Mariota can throw the ball away more, so they can keep him healthy on the field and avoid all those big hits. Um, I I for one agree with him because he Jack, does take because Marcus hits. Mariota has been very has been quite injured since he's come into the league. The only thing is um, he's a better runner than he is a passer. So <laughs> I'd rather he is him a just keep runner. running. But um, you got to learn to protect yourself. Like Russell Wilson is is he's not he yeah. hasn't gotten hurt from a hit recently. He Russell Wilson Cam is Newton. is very good at as keeping exam. himself upright and um, you know gets, getting out of bounds. Cam Newton is the only quarterback who could actually take hits because he's bigger than half of the guys hitting him. Yeah, he's what six six two fifty. I think he's bigger than two fifty. I believe. Yeah, I think he's around the two fifty mark. But, um, but you know, I totally agree with John Robinson. Marcus Mariota's got to be more cognizant on the field of keeping himself away from those big hits. Should be interesting. I think he's 6'6", 325. <laughs> massive. But <laughs> no, that's the Pillsbury throw boy. Ah, uh, Pillsbury throw boy. Wait a minute. You're not talking about Jared, Jared Lorenzen, Lorenzen oh, baby. Oh, man. Who doesn't love Jared Lorenzen? <laughs> I'm so happy he got a mention there. That makes me happy. Uh, no, 6'5", uh, Six five two forty five. Oh, yeah, yeah. Still a big boy. Still a big boy, but interesting but, move. Um, Titans. Yeah, it. It seems like John Robinson is more concerned with uh the future of the quarterback position than this year. And there is Mariota's rookie deal is ending. They did sign Tannehill. Yeah, exactly. Boy. And yeah. another, another, just that's another not a bad quick point. Tannehill no. is he's no. That's a, that's a great signing. That's NFL, a great signing if you ask me. I mean, I know you're a really, Dolphins fan. He gets but a lot of shit, but he, he's a decent quarterback in the if NFL. If you're expecting right? Mariota to get hurt, Tannehill's probably the best guy you could have signed to uh, step in. Exactly. He's he's got arise. a little bit of injury concern on his own, but I definitely yeah. think it's it's a good it's a good pickup for them, especially being that the Titans actually didn't pick up Marcus Mariota's fifth 
year option from his rookie deal. Surprising. That is, yeah. So I mean, so this is what they're doing full on make or break right here. You're either good, yep. and we'll give you an extension, or you're bad, and you're gone. Exactly. Yep. So it'll be a very interesting um, quarterback um, quarterback position battle here in uh, here in training camp this year um, for the Titans, and also um, whether or not um, Marcus Mariota will be the full game starter, full season starter um, down there in Tennessee. So to wrap up our, our show today, we just wanted to talk a little bit about Bruce Irvin over in the NFC South for the Panthers. Um, the f- new addition, the free agent signing, was saying that this Panthers front actually reminds him of the 2013 Seahawks front that he played with and won the Super Bowl with. And um, I don't know. I, I think that um, the Panthers, they've got some talent on that defensive line, but that Seahawks D-line back in 2013 was, you know, part of an all-time great defense. Yeah. I don't expect this uh, this Panthers defense to be all-time great by any stretch of the means. It should be interesting to see what exactly the Panthers are able to do with this um, defensive front. They certainly had a run in 2015, and it seems like they've fallen off. But a yeah, lot that, of it, that was, I think, that core, was their year. I think the core seems to still be there. The core is there. But that year in general, it just seemed what were they fifteen and one? That fifteen year? and one. It they just were, seemed like that year was an undefeated fifteen it was and one. Very Cam Cam was just so it was very good above their, what what their team was that year. Yeah. That was way better than what they actually are. Cam so. Newton just playing so well offensively, so it, having so many rushing yards and rushing touchdowns, kept the defense fresh. Yeah. So they were able to play at a higher level. If Cam um, Newton because they knew were, how to jump on a fumble, they were tired. They could have won that Super Bowl. Oh yeah. That. Yeah, I, I don't know. I don't know how much of that is desire and more just. I really don't even know. Yeah, I mean, he. I remember he caught so much flack for that. So much. But oh. you watch, and at first, I remember seeing at first, and I didn't think it was that bad. But you watch, you watch the it video, in slow mo, and, and you can looks at you can it, see and him like, and just nah. like nah, because <laughs> yeah. I think Von Miller was he coming like, for the ball at that. It's like oh. Von Miller, the number two overall pick in the 2011 draft to Cam Newton's number one. Very yep. interesting See, matchup. Now that's, a, that's a pretty damn good draft right there. Oh, yeah. That yes, was sir. 2011 draft. was a great draft. Alden Smith was a part of that draft, I believe. Alden Smith. Alden Smith, man. That guy, oh, man. talk about off the field troubles. He was a hell of a pass rusher. Oh, my God. Th- those n- that Niners linebacking core. He is not still core? on the Raiders, right? He's not in the NFL anymore. No, I don't think no he's not in the Raiders. NFL. But that line- Ever since he got... Ever since he yelled bomb in an airport. Yeah. Yeah. What? Oh no. Alden, what are you doing? Yeah, that no. was that was a few years ago. Alden no, Smith. That's not smart. That's what happens when people they always have these like drug charges, DUI, all these off the field things, and then you know they finally fell off the deep end when they're doing yelling bombs at airports and stuff like As, that. Like, it's like, or, oh, yeah, this will be a funny joke, or right, Or Jonathan guys? Martin posting pictures of a gun uh, threatening a school. That's oh. when you know they finally they lost their uh, beans. Yeah. Oh, poor Alden. No, not poor at all. He's probably still got paid. Yeah, he, he definitely did get paid. He was. Oh, yeah, that one made some, some amount of money. More than me, probably. <laughs> On <laughs> that note, uh, we're gonna we're gonna say goodbye to you guys for this week, folks. Um, here on episode four of Triple D and I with I and Z. Wait, wait, wait. Ooh. We gotta we gotta do the plugs. Oh, we, we gotta, gotta do, do the, the plugs. plugs. We you gotta do the plugs we again. Can't not do plugs. I'm sorry. So before before we head out this week. We're going to just plug our social media. My uh, my Twitter is going to be Egbuchagram, E-G-B-U-C-R, uh, sorry, E-G-B-U-C-H-A-G-R-A-M. Um, and then, sorry, no, that's my Instagram. And then my Twitter is Ike Egbuch, I-K-E-E-G-B-U-C-H. Um, and I'm also the co-host of the We Call It Football podcast. Um, check us out on Twitter at WCIFpod. 
and our um, podcast is available on Apple, Spotify, um, and many other platforms as well. And uh, Dylan, where can we find you? Oh, uh, I host my own podcast. I'm just kidding. I don't actually do that. But uh, no, uh, you can find me at Twitter at orange underscore juice 10 and Instagram at Dylan underscore oranges. That is D-Y-L-A-N, how the real men spell it. All right. Well, that's some. That's a hot take right there. Uh, my name is Zach Morgan. You can find me on Twitter at Captain underscore Z Morgan. The social media blackout has ended, so I am now active on Twitter and Instagram, where you can find me at Zach Morgan forty seven. Uh, I also launched my own podcast this past week. It's called No No We're Serious. I've trapped these two people who I claim to be my friends and convinced them that they should be uh, co-hosts with me. <laughs> and we talk about uh, whatever whatever comes up. It's a, lo- it's a very open-ended thing. Uh, last, last week's, this first week's episode ended up on, uh, we ended up on Reddit, and I'm not going to spoil it, but the episode's called Put a Sharpie in It. will be available on Anchor and most likely Spotify by the end of the week. Uh, thank you so much for giving us a listen. We'll see you oh, next uh, week. Just, I know Debbie would want this guy to get out there. Avengers Endgame re-releasing this weekend. 35 million away from Avatar. Go see it. Additional footage, some behind-the-scenes at the end. Definitely We're help Deb out. topping uh-huh. Avatar. Let's go. Deb, go if you're listening, it. we miss you, <laughs> and we'll figure something out. Same to you, Danny. Yes, same to you, Danny. All no, right. I, Danny, I'm, I don't miss you. <laughs> all right. Well, that'll be fun for next week. Well, that's all for for this week, guys. Uh, stay tuned for another episode of Triple D with INZ next Thursday. Um, you're listening to MESN Radio. Thanks for listening to Triple D with INZ on MESN Radio. Tune in next week for another episode. 